This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 4th of July, 2018. A missing coach and 12 members of a youth soccer team trapped for more than a week in a Thailand cave were discovered on Monday, but their ordeal is far from over. The team of boys ranging in ages from 11 to 16 years old and their 25-year-old coach were found alive in northern Chiang Rai province and are in mostly stable condition after being missing for 10 days. This according to Fox News, which also stated that the stranded group has received high-protein liquid food since they were found. The extraction process, however, could take a very long time with some figures ranging at the four-month mark, waiting for water in the cave to recede, allowing for a way out. Experts are trying to analyze the best and fastest way to rescue the trapped survivors. The group had, according to the BBC, originally entered the caves in Chiang Rai province following a football training session and became trapped by rising waters caused by heavy rainfall. Vacationers in Hawaii looking to avoid sunburn will need to find alternatives to mainline sunscreen soon. Up to 70% of sunscreens on the U.S. market contain oxybenzone and up to 8% contain octanoxate. But in recent years, some environmental research has suggested that the skin cancer preventatives can contribute to coral bleaching and could lead to the death of some coral. From Banana Boat to Copper Tone, major sunscreen brands will have to revamp their products before continuing to sell in Hawaii, and according to NPR, other tourist destinations are considering similar bans to protect their reefs. The Caribbean island of Bonaire has already begun to follow suit. However, as the studies were done in a closed environment and not the ocean, this move may or may not improve the coral's luster in high tourist waters. One thing to remember despite all of this, humans are more important than coral, and your skin still needs to be protected. So whenever you're out in the sun, always use a quality, proven sunscreen and common sense. Almost one year ago, we at Anchor LA aired our very first podcast, and now it's time for a fresh look. Starting next week, Lord willing, Anchor LA will have a brand new identity, starting with our new name, Outlook in Review. Still produced at the Praise Light Studios, now located in Thousand Oaks, California, in the Ventura County outskirts of the greater Los Angeles area, Outlook in Review is so named to reflect some key points of our podcast. As believers in Jesus Christ, our outlook on the world is admittedly and unashamedly different from all others. Our worldview, the light in which we relate to current events, entertainment, the arts, even technology, is seen through a biblically objective understanding and is therefore unique. 
Here at Outlook in Review, we are 100% committed to reporting facts, fairly and without bias, in so much as Christian morality and truth are not also compromised. A commitment to this standard generally dictates an avoidance of many political topics and most of what is found in today's 24-hour news media. It also dictates a discernment when choosing the topics that we discuss here on Outlook in Review. But whatever the topic, our outlook and our point is simple, anchored to the raw of Christ to reinterpret the information in topics that we cover through the only source of absolute truth, God's Word, the Bible. And so this outlook, starting next week, will be reviewed each Wednesday through world headlines, technology news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement for the Christian life right here on Outlook in Review. Stay tuned. James Alfred White was born on October 3, 1916 in Sunderland, England, but moved to Glasgow, Scotland at only three weeks old. In 1939, at the age of 23, Alf White, perhaps better known by his author pen name James Harriet, qualified as a veterinary surgeon with Glasgow Veterinary College, and in January 1940, he took a brief job at a veterinary practice in Sunderland, where he was born. However, in July of that year, he moved to a rural practice in Thirsk, Yorkshire. In 1941, he married Joan Catherine Anderson Danbury, known as Helen Alderson in the books written by James Harriet, and they had two children, James and Rosemary. James Harriet, or Alf White, wrote several books loosely based on experiences that he had or experienced as an animal doctor or veterinarian in the mid-1900s. From a historical standpoint, those stories helped document a transitional period in the veterinary industry. Agriculture was moving from the traditional use of beasts of burden to reliance upon the mechanical tractor. Also, medical science was just on the cusp of discovering antibiotics and other drugs that eliminated many of the ancient remedies that were still in use at the time. However, contrary to popular belief, Alf White's books are only partially autobiographical, with many of the stories being only loosely based on real events or people. Alf White's son Jim stated that a lot of the stories, although set in the 1930s, 40s, or 50s, in the books were actually inspired by cases that White attended in the 1960s and 1970s. The books have been adapted for film and television, including a 1975 film titled All Creatures Great and Small, followed by the 1976 film It Shouldn't Happen to a Vet. Also a long-running BBC television program called All Creatures Great and Small as well, starred Christopher Timothy, Robert Hardy, and Peter Davison. In 2010, the BBC commissioned a three-part drama called Young James Harriet, which was inspired by the true stories of Alf White and how he learned his trade in Scotland. In 1991, White was diagnosed with cancer and passed away on the 23rd of February 1995 at age 78. He is remembered best for his love for animals, dedication to their well-being, and his stories, which provided keen insight into not only the animals he treated, but the unique people at the homes and farms that he met in his many years as a Yorkshire vet.
There are very few things that obstruct the gospel's reception and distract the recipient's hearts more than the love of the world and its so-called wealth. 1 Timothy 6 warns us as Christians, For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And 1 John 2, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. In Matthew 13's parable of the sower, we read that the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choked that word, and it becomes unfruitful. This worldly hearer in this parable is so taken by what the world says it can offer that he is oblivious to the deception of money and its total inability to give lasting satisfaction. These people don't notice how worldliness, the worshipful priority of money, possessions, career, and other temporary affairs can smother and dwarf the word in the fallen human mind. This reality shows that a heart full of sinful weeds cannot coexist for long with the word of God. If faith is genuine, it will forsake the world, otherwise sin, these weeds, will choke out the word. Christ's cleansing of the weeds is thorough in true conversion. Salvation removes the rampant weeds of sin from the heart and prepares it to receive the seed of the word. Now, this doesn't mean that seeds won't fly in and try to grow, but the word of God acts like weed killer and will kill those worldly desires if the faith is genuine and the desires are pure. May we as genuine believers continually confess sin to God and to one another and allow the Lord to be faithful and righteous to forgive, as we read in 1 John 1, freeing us from sin's domination. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.